This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We understand that some of our opinions will not be shared with many people and hope you can still bear with us in order to hear amazing Wisconsin-based stories. We are not licensed therapists or able to give legal advice by any means. Our show notes will provide all of our source materials included for each episode. Now Now on on to to the the show. Welcome back to All the Sins of Wisconsin. I'm Fallon and I am here with Mims. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Lots of energy today. I got a much needed vacation. Yes. It's only a couple days, but I got to go be by the ocean. Mm-hmm. Nice little recharge. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got a nice massage. Ooh, that's really nice. That was great. Deep tissue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay there forever. <laughs> yup. I have experienced a Thai massage, and holy shit, they, like, crack you open like a fucking oyster. (laughs) It's, like, the most intense massage I've ever experienced, but it was, like, my soul, like, opened up. Highly recommend a Thai massage. Where did you go? Around here? Thailand. (laughs) Uh Oh. I was not joking. Oh, you were in Thailand. I was in Thailand, yeah. How am I supposed to do that? They have Thai massages here, but I can't vouch for any of them. Mm. So now I gotta go to Thailand. (laughs) To get a decent (laughs) massage, yeah. Um, any Anything that you want to bring up? About about what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got got not a lot going on, so... I'm not watching the news still. Yeah, me too. I've uh, tried to stay off of Facebook with all these people posting you know crazy shit of how we shouldn't be offended by what happened um so i've been staying off of social media oh yeah let's talk about that like people's reactions to other people for a second yeah okay so i made a really happy post the other day Mm -hmm. and i got a really negative comment from somebody who's supposed to be like in the spiritual community like me Mm -hmm. and she was really upset about me being at a happy place in my life with everything that's going on in the world. Oh. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? Right. So I, like, gave her a polite response back, telling her, like, people are still allowed to be happy. Yes. And then a lot of my friends (laughs) chimed in to tell her as well. But I just want people to realize, like, we never know what people are going through Mm. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know people personally, you can't assume that they can handle your negative criticism, comments, whatever. Like, just don't go on people's pages being rude. Yeah. When people share happiness, mm-hmm. like, be don't, happy for them. Yeah, like, you're shitting on somebody being happy. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, that sounds really ironic. Right? And a lot of us have fought very, very hard to get into a good place yeah in a happy place and then people come in and get mad like Mm -hmm. yes 
our country is having some issues. Yes, major issues. Major issues, and there's no denying that. Mm -hmm. But we also can't just fall into a pit of despair and let it happen. We have to keep being happy, keep going about our lives, and change things however we can. Yes. Posting angrily on social media is not changing anything. No. 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 Um, But being at a rally. Mm Mm-hmm going and donating to uh programs and agencies yeah um signing petitions yeah um writing into uh congress yes um these are all things that um create waves yes and um shitting on somebody's uh happiness that you know they could be having a really hard time and then for a, a good you know a day they feel uh, relieved and they feel like they're in a good place um yeah that's not something that you should be doing no and there's a lot of places that have like pre-written out statements you can write to congress like, mm. if you don't know what to say because i know that can be hard like well, what do i say to a senator right exactly there are a lot of organizations that will have things pre-written out and you can just sign them and send them and they'll even help you find the right people to send them to mm-hmm a lot of times, like, the ACLU always has pre-done emails for situations like this. That's really cool. So, I didn't know that, so that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I've sent a lot of letters to Congress <laughs> over the years. I love that. And Tammy Baldwin always emails me back. I love her. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Go, Tammy. <laughs> oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, being involved in, in ways that can actually move things in a positive light Mm -hmm. is the best route and not you know going on somebody's status even though it's really tempting yeah or going on somebody's post or you know messaging somebody saying like i don't believe in what you believe like that doesn't all you're gonna do is create conflict Mm -hmm. and i'm very tempted every day to be like I don't, (laughs) what you are saying on here is not something that I support, but where does that lead us? Nowhere. To the divide where the people want us to be. Mm -hmm. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Because the more divided we are, the easier it is for big government to control everything that we do. Mm -hmm. People need to be united together, even if we disagree about some things. I think we can all agree that we want to have our own choices. Yes. Yes. We, and... We don't in, want to be Russia. No. Mm-mm. We are in a country that is founded on being independent and mm-hmm. being free thinkers and having the ability to say and think what we want. Yeah. And um, that goes when I, that goes with any anything, you know, religion, what we do with our own bodies. Yes. Having a gun. <laughs> yes. So. Smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the things. Wisconsin needs to hurry it up, but. Yeah. So let's all just be kind to each other. Yeah. And be respectful. We, yeah. And it, know that we do not align at all times. No, we definitely don't. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you're kind. Like, I'm fine with people disagreeing. Sure. As long as it's not, like, in a malicious manner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I can see why people think that the way that they do, and I hope、mm-hmm. that people can understand why we think the way that we do. Yeah. And just leave it at that. Yeah. And I hope they're never in a position where they have to find out why they were wrong. Mmm. Ooh. Ooh. I love that. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, that、That's, was that was good. I like that. We got that off our chest. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we had to address it in some way. We did. We <laughs> did. But I think that going about it like that is the best way instead of just having. Yeah, we don't need to preach our viewpoints、no. on anybody. I don't want to like come on here and be like, I'm going to change your mind. I just I have want... an agenda. Yeah, yeah. I don't have an agenda. I want people to love each other and to, you know,、mm-hmm. believe in what they believe in. Just、mm-hmm. do it in a respectable way. Facts. Okay. All right. Your turn. Yay. <laughs> okay. Today, I am telling the story of one of Milwaukee's first psychic detectives. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I'm so in. His name was Arthur Price Roberts, and my sources today are MilwaukeeMag.com, Curious Crimes, and Psychic Detectives. So, how do you feel about psychic detectives or like psychics in general? Psychics, I I'm interested, but I I fear for the people that trick other people and are、um, just in it for money. And、mm-hmm. other people are so invested in having some sort of connection with somebody that they lost, and then being taken advantage of. That's、yeah. where I have the problem. Yeah. But I do know that, you know, even people that are religious, they have this thing where they have like discernment. Yes. And I think that goes a, a little bit with having that ability. Yeah. So I I fully believe in people having some sort of connection in in a way that allows them to see something that maybe not everybody sees or knows something. So yeah, I'm open to it. Awesome. Yeah, I feel the same way. Well,、mm-hmm. I definitely believe in it.、Mm-hmm. I have some psychic ability. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I do know some detective psychics that have worked with detectives and help people solve cases. I think it's really cool. But I agree, there are some people that take advantage,、mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah, and like don't the, lie about your gifts. So scummy to do that to people that are desperate for answers. Yeah, it's terrible.、Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Arthur Price Roberts. He was born in Wales in 1867, and then he moved to America. He settled in Milwaukee, and he was known as a trance medium, a clairvoyant, and a psychic detective. So clairvoyant is going to be somebody that can see into the future. So there's different clair abilities,、mm-hmm. like clair audience. You can hear things. Oh, okay. Claire cognizant, you just know things. You don't know why you know them, but you just know them. I think I have that. Yeah,、mm-hmm. I do too. Okay. Yeah. And people be like, "How do you know that?" I'm like, "I don't、S- fucking know." I know. Like, I just do. I have that a lot with the people that I'm close with.、Mm-hmm. Like they'll, I'll be like, "Are you feeling this type of way?" And they'd be like, "Oh my god, stop." <laughs> <laughs> Or like a lot of the times, my husband will be thinking something, and I like not knowing that he's thinking it. I'll、mm-hmm. say it out loud, and he'll be like in- extremely freaked out. Yeah. So you might have a little telepathy too. <laughs> twin telepathy <laughs> with somebody I'm not twinning with. Okay. No, you can have telepathy with people you're close to. I have、really? that with my daughter. 
Okay. So that would make sense because I'm like, I don't know how I'm doing this, but yeah. I am. With my 13 year old daughter, she will, I will think things and she will say them mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I'll look at her or she'll respond to something I'm thinking. Wow. Okay. Like, how did you know that? She's like, you just said that. I was like, no, no, I didn't say that out loud. I said that in my head. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I think I experienced that on some level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Write into us if you experience that yourself. Yeah. If you have different clarabilities, Mm -hmm. we would love to hear about them. If you want to know more about them, message me too. Yeah. I I can tell you all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. (laughs) Okay. So, in July of 1905, this is going to be one of the first famous cases he did. Okay. A Wisconsin man named Duncan McGregory went missing, and his family was distraught trying to find him, and not knowing what else to do, like a lot of people, his wife sought out the aid of Roberts. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go see this man that I heard is a psychic. Right. So, Roberts told her that he had a vision of a man laying face down in the Menominee River with his body caught on a log. Okay. So, McGregory's wife went to the area of the river that Roberts had described, and she did find her husband's lifeless body snagged on a log, just as he had envisioned. Wow. Right? Wow. So, that was pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. And then following that case the Fond du Lac Police Department was trying to solve a murder case and they're like well the case is cold and he just did this let's go to him and see what he can do so they had him review some mug shots of potential suspects and he picked one out and he told the police that this was the photo of the murderer and he told them the murderer is now working in British Columbia oh okay the officers were really skeptical. Like, I don't know about all this. Yeah, yeah. But they followed the lead nonetheless because... You have to. Why not? Yeah. And much to their shock, they found him working in the province, Ooh. just as Roberts told them that they would. Wow, wow. Yeah. And then we'll go into the one that made him the most famous. He had told everyone there was going to be a series of bombings. Okay. He said, going to be lots of bombings, dynamitings. (laughs) I love that word. Dynamitings. I see two banks blown up and perhaps the city hall. They're going to blow up police stations. Then there's going to be a big blow up south of the Menominee River and then it'll all be over. So, of course, not many people believe this prediction. They're like, yeah, no, I I doubt that there's just going to randomly be a series of bombings. Yeah. But much to their surprise, the Shorewood Village Hall was destroyed by a bomb just eight days after his prediction. Wow. And then after that, the bombings continued just as Roberts said they would. Two banks were blown up and then two police stations. Oh, shit. And the final explosion took place on November 4th, and that was the most powerful one yet. And it was heard for an eight-mile radius. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. But this bomb was not supposed to go off where it was. The people that had created it detonated it accidentally. Oh, wow. Yep. So the creators of the bomb were inside with 50 pounds of dynamite. So, like, so, that's such karma. Yeah. Wow. And then 
the series of bombings ended because they blew themselves up. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, they were in a garage building the bomb. Mm -hmm. It blew up. It blew up the whole garage, killed them, and it could be heard for eight miles. Powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. But other people did not believe in Robert's psychic visions, so they claimed he was a charlatan. And in 1899, the city of Milwaukee had fined Roberts for fortune-telling. Did you know that fortune-telling was against the law? No. Apparently in 1899, you could not tell people's fortunes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, Roberts was appalled by the notion that he was a fortune-teller. Mm-hmm. He said he was a true seer, and he went to court and fought the fine. Oh, wow. So we're taking this to trial. I'm not a fortune-teller. Okay, just clearing his name and... Yep. Okay. He could not prove his psychic abilities in court, but he did provide a lot of entertainment. Okay. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> always he's good. He's quite a character. Yeah. And the jury ended up deadlocked. Oh. So he got away with it. He, well... Ew. Or proved his innocence or whatever it was in this case. <laughs> right. But the police were not satisfied with the outcome of this, so they set up a sting to bust him fortune-telling again. Okay. And Don't yeah. they have, like, real crime? <laughs> I was wondering that, too. This seems like, like, such a, like, a B-movie. Yeah, I'd be like, um, can you go catch, like, a murder or something? Like, I'm doing my own thing here. Like, that Robert's over there fortune-telling. Yeah, at they it again. set up a bust. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> so they had two undercover police women that came to his house seeking psychic services. Mm -hmm. And he told both women he had important information about their husbands, but he would only give it to them once they paid him. Okay. Mm -hmm. But before I get into this, did you know there was police women back in 1899? Wow, good for them. I was like, dang. I did not know that. Like, how did they do that? I did not know that either. I was right. shocked by that. Mm-hmm. And they were undercover, like doing right. sting operations. Yeah. They so were pretty badass. They were doing the, the damn thing. Yeah. Wow. And so they ended up paying him the money. And then at the end, they revealed that they were both widowed and they were working undercover. Oh. And then they arrested him again for fortune telling. I'd be like, slow, ca- slow claps. <laughs> yes, you got me. He claimed that he knew all along that they were police officers. Huh. He said that the force shouldn't have used women to bait him as he claimed to be an expert in women. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I said you after Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. I do not like that at all. No. no. Expert in women. How could you be an expert in women? I don't know. I'm a woman and I don't think I'm an expert in women. No. <laughs> I'm constantly confused. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we all do a lot of different weird things. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so there are a lot of stories to show that he was indeed not an expert in women. <laughs> Good. You don't deserve that title, no. sir. And that's usually how it goes with men who think they are. Like, if you're a man and you're like, well, I'm an expert in women, let me you're tell you. You're far from the expert. <laughs> you're far from an expert. An expert in women would be somebody that said, I cannot figure them out. <laughs> yeah, change every day. Yes, that would be, I, I would give that person the plaque. Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So he was sued by multiple women. Good, I would sue him too. <laughs> One of them he had proposed to and promised to marry, and then when he did that, she 
quit her job. There's a lot of working women back then. Good. Yeah, I'm just very surprised. I don't know why I I didn't think women had jobs till the 60s. (laughs) Well, I I understand that because a lot of them were homemakers. So, yeah, definitely understand. So, I guess because you get married and you quit your job like she did. So, she quit her job Mm -hmm. so they could get married. And then he changed his mind. So, she sued him to compensate her for breaking the contract of the proposal. Oh, so that's a thing. Apparently it was then. Damn. I don't okay. know. Fortune t- telling and proposal breaking. There'd be a, could you imagine in 2022? I feel like, like it'd be breaking a lot of rules back then. It's like, yes. you, bl- you blink too much. That's against the law. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Okay, let's keep going. Then he got married mm-hmm. and his wife divorced him and sued him for a lot of money suing must have been a really big thing back then apparently angry women suing roberts was a big (laughs) thing and then his housekeepers sued him because he wasn't paying her okay yeah that that's valid yeah it is so he had a lot of problems with women despite his expert status right his expertise yeah his expertise did not seem to be working out for him he Mm -mm. should he should have seen all this coming. Yeah, yeah, that's too. <laughs> God. Oh my gosh. Even though, I mean, that's not really how it works. <laughs> but despite his tumultuous personal life, many did believe that Roberts was, in fact, a true seer. Especially since his final prediction came during a dinner party when he told his friends he would not be at their next event because he would die on January 2nd of 1940. And he did. Wow. Oh, my God. From natural causes at 73 years old. Wow. Would you want to know when you are going to die? Um, like an exact date? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, how? I don't know. I think I would not want to because I would try to avoid it as much as I can, and then it would just happen. Like on Final Destination? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't know maybe like a time frame so i could get a lot of shit done oh yeah maybe a time frame would be good like, like, like in your 60s i'd be like i gotta do a lot of shit then yeah or like this is your last years you better make the best of it yeah and i wouldn't spend all my time working <laughs> no absolutely not Mm-mm. if you had a year left where would you spend it mm, greece spain i'd yeah. eat everything and anything yeah and I don't know. I would just be, like, in the world. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. Just free. Just free and just, like, bit-bopping around and just doing what makes me happy, which is kind of sad that, like, I have to be on my deathbed. <laughs> that was going to be my next comment. Yeah. Like, why are we always waiting until the end is near to do the things we want to do? Because we're so programmed to basically work up to that. Yeah. And, like... Your retirement is when you do that, but every day should be something that you enjoy. Right. But we're so programmed that it's not in, it's not now, it's later. Right. And I had talked to somebody about waiting till retirement to travel, and she said she waited her whole life to retire to travel, and then COVID came. Oh, yeah. And then she was stuck waiting mm-hmm. another two years and didn't know if it would ever happen. Right. Yeah. 
That's why sometimes you just got to book the flight. <laughs> yeah. You got to get your toes in the sand. Yup. And just do it. Yeah. Definitely. Even if it's only once a year, like, mm-hmm. do some stuff for yourself. Try to start living more intentionally. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of life advice. I know. What is up today? today. <laughs> Somebody know. out there needs it. <laughs> That's what we always say. Nobody tells me yeah. that they did, though. No. <laughs> like hmm, that's a life advice i'm a murder podcast you're right <laughs> all right and that's the story of robert's so first psychic in the united states psychic detective okay well what a life right mm-hmm. and i would like to say that it seems weird that sometimes he gets things right sometimes he gets things wrong but i think that's the way it really works yeah I don't think you can see everything all of the time. No. You just get snippets of things sometimes. Sometimes your powers are there and they're working. Sometimes they're like, nah, I got other things to do today. Yeah, I think that's true. So. Well, good job. Interesting story. Thank you. I wanted to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Less bleak. Yeah. Well, let's go to bleak now. (laughs) Now it's your turn. Because we're going to go down uh, a sad turn here okay okay so let's actually go back two years when we were knee deep in fucking covid fuck covid yeah (laughs) so it's september 20th 2020 in milwaukee and in my opinion it's the best time of year in our states because it's so like the autumn colors are coming out and there's a cool breeze out Mm. and i can wear my flannels and it's just a really good time yeah, I do like the fall in Wisconsin. It's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. And the air smells good. It does. And then there's pumpkin spice everywhere. <laughs> pumpkin oh, spice. Oh, man. <laughs> I love pumpkin spice. Um, so in Washington Park in Milwaukee, it, what started as a leisurely day ended very drastically different. It was horrible. And I'm going to brace everybody that this is a really rough story. So, E. Lee, at the age of 36, was hanging out at this park, minding her own business, just laying on her blanket, taking our advice, just, you know, being in the moment, Mm -hmm. being intentional. However, a bystander came across her half-naked body and noticed that something was wrong. The bystander called 911, and upon looking at E, it was apparent that she was in danger of losing her life. Her body was severely beaten, and it was determined later on that she was brutally raped in the open, in the in park. In the middle of the day? Yes. Yes. If y'all could see the look on my face. <laughs> I was also shocked because you're in a park minding your own business, and people are walking around, you know, like exercising or just, you know, doing whatever, and then this can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't leave without a gun. Yes. <laughs> so E was hospitalized at Fordard Hospital and then died three days later from her fatal injuries. Her skull had endured so much blunt force trauma that she was just clinging on. And there was no going back. That's so horrible. So on January 12th, months after the crime, Milwaukee detectives got a call from the mother of the witness who actually... Um, called 911 and was actually witnessing the crime itself. 
So it wasn't just a bystander who just walked on by and seen her. They had more information than that. Oh, wow. So the mother who came forward indicated that she may have a video that would be interesting to the police that was found on her son's iPhone um, that was sent to him via Facebook Messenger by a man named uh, Kamar Lewis, but it was later deleted. She said that the video showed two boys beating a lady, and she said you could tell who they were, a lot of other little kids just standing around, too. She stated they received the video about two days after the incident, and she told her son to get rid of the video because it had nothing to do with them and to stay away from Kamar. Kamar. So on top of the video, investigators did have another video from the surveillance camera in Washington Park who identified five to six people potentially involved in this incident. Oh my goodness. And the people were seen running from the area and on bikes just leaving uh, E's body where it was later found. However, the the video was a little grainy and dark, so it was kind of hard to distinguish actual people, but there was a large group involved. Mm-hmm. So this really gave investigators ammo. They interviewed and investigated off of the video that they have they had received, which was certainly incriminating. If you are doing something that is, in this case, extremely violent and causes, the, you know, the murder of somebody, why would you record something like that? I don't know. Yes, so... Because they're sick and twisted and they want to watch it later. Yeah. So two people were implicated in this horrible crime. One, as I mentioned before, was Kamer Lewis, and the other one was Kevin Spencer. And in January, a search warrant was released. When they were interviewed by investigators, Kamer tried to downplay his role in the incident, telling investigators that Kevin and others did most of the beating. In fact, they flipped it on the brutally beaten victim, stating that she volunteered to have sex with them. Um, And then a whole bunch of other people came and started beating on her, even though that clearly contradicted what the video evidence showed. So Khmer suggested that Kevin was the most aggressive and that he beat E more brutally as more people gathered. Mm. However, a total of 10 people were noted to have either witnessed or were somewhat participating in the crime. After the arrests, the two men were set for a trial and a lot unfolded. So there was a cash bail uh, that was set for 300000 for Kevin and 275000 for Khmer. And then they were confronted with the information by prosecutors and the witnesses that gave detailed statements against the two and stating that they had forced her to perform sex acts. The video indicated that both men were hitting her as she lay on the ground and another witness gave testimony that Khmer hit E with a tree branch and punched her in the face while Kevin was also hitting her. Oh my goodness. After the beating, Kevin and Kamir 
uh, told Chimera to put her in the water, and then Chimera did drag her into the water, basically just trying to drown her. In the video, it was seen that E was trying to flee from her attacker attackers, and at one point, kind of got away from them, but then ultimately they pinned her down and kept beating on her. This witness also stated that he received a video of the incident recorded by both of them, and it was sent through Messenger to a lot of people, as if they were something to be proud of. What is wrong with them? I don't know. Another witness whose DNA was found on a bottle at the scene told investigators he walked to the park with Khmer and Kevin and that they saw this lady on a blanket in the park and walked up to her to see if she had any money and then started harassing her. So basically they went up to her initially to rob her and then things she was alone. Mm -hmm. She was outnumbered. And um, she was very pretty, so it led to mm. more disgusting things. Uh, he said that Lewis and, I'm sorry, Khmer and Kevin were hitting her and kicking her and dragging her and then ended up assaulting her. He stated he didn't want to be involved and started walking away, but then he was struck by a juice bottle thrown by one of the defendants. I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Kamir admitted to beating and sexually assaulting E, leaving her for dead near the pond and not calling for help, noting that he thought that E was dead and didn't really care about her because she's not someone he personally knows. Oh, wow. So the Wisconsin State Regional Crime Lab tested the DNA found on E's denim jacket and that was found on her body, and it was determined that both of the, the men were perpetrators and sexually assaulted her right uh justice to e was brought as Kamara lewis who was 17 at the time and kevin kevin spencer who was 15 each faced one count of first degree intentional homicide uh and another party to a crime and a count of first degree sexual assault and with great bodily harm and as parties to a crime So they were both under the age of 18, but they were tried and convicted as adults. So the Hmong community was completely heartbroken from this vicious attack on E. Tammy Zhang, executive uh, director of the Hmong American Women's Association, made a public statement stating, one of the things that has really stuck out to us is just how young the two people charge in this crime they are just children so to hear that and to hear the news it has been incredibly devastating end quote the Hmong american women's association worked with her family closely throughout the entire process so they were really there as a point of reference and uh, you know an organization to lean on that's good that they had somebody to help them throughout that yeah they're yeah, i know that's that, a hard terrible situation to be in yeah, and I know the Hmong community is very close-knit, so I yeah. couldn't imagine it any other way. Right. So E's sister, Nancy Lee, was interviewed and stated, It hurts so bad, you know? It really hurts me. I just want justice for her. That's all I want. She doesn't deserve to die in that way, which nobody deserves to die in that way. No. On September 24th, 2020, Liana Yang spoke on behalf of the family at the... Uh, 
candlelit vigil that they had for her remembrance. A crowd of 50 wrote messages on balloons and lit candles to honor her memory. A lot of family and a lot of friends and um, people of the Hmong community went there to support her. And on a balloon that was personalized for E, stated, let's let justice be served. May you rest in peace. You are not alone. And I hate that she was alone and she was outnumbered and she was so viciously violated and then just left for dead like she was just nothing. And she was just trying to relax. Right. And she was so young, I mean, 36, to just go out that way is just so tragic. It is. But she's not alone. And her family and her friends and now us remember her and honor her life. And we want to keep talking about her and, you know, bring what happened to her to light. And know that she was a beautiful person that deserved better than that. She definitely did. And I can't believe it was teenagers. Teenagers. Yeah, just like a gang of teenagers, not saying that they were a gang, but like yeah, just, a, just a, like a group of teens like, that just thought that this was an okay thing to do and then record it and then distribute that. And then basically, which I'm, you know, I'm glad that people are that stupid because yeah. that's what got them caught. Right. I don't know how long it would have been if they didn't have that video. Right. So keeping stupid, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and my sources are from... Fox 6 News, Change.org, TMG4, The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and WISN. Great job. I, I, I never even heard about this. Uh, yeah, and it's 2020. Like, people had enough shit going on. Like, yeah. with this whole thing going on and with COVID, and then you're going to create this madness. Yeah, like, you're doing the one thing you can do, which is, like, go to the park. Yes. And be alone and distant mm-hmm. from everybody and just yeah. step out of your house and not be cramped there yeah. 24-7. And then this is what happened. Yeah. Just a lovely day in the park and turned bloody and hideous. It's terrible. Yeah. At least carry bear spray with you guys. Yeah, I carry mace. I carry a knife. I don't carry a gun. Get your conceal license. Cause I have to, so... I carry a knife and pepper spray and a gun. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know who's out there. And you think that unsuspecting places are safe places. And yeah. it turns out they're not. Right. Because I used to feel more comfortable walking, like, on the public trails. But the woman got raped in Green Bay yes. on the public trail. With her child. Yeah. With her new child. Yeah. So. I can't. No. You're not safe anywhere. No. More of the story. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Just in case you Just thought in, you were safe. You're not. You're not. You're not safe. But you can always learn how to protect yourself. Absolutely. And be conscious of threats mm-hmm. and be, you know, like when I go out to walk my dogs or run, I always have one headphone off. Me too. So I can hear if somebody's around and I know that it, my husband's like, you know, you think you're a little paranoid. And I'm like, I'd rather be paranoid than me snatched. Yes. I'm not about to be snatched. No. I'm not about to be raped. No. And if something's going to go down, I am going to be on alert, and mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck you up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Same. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's enough for today. <laughs> I think so. All right. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.
All the Sins of Wisconsin was written, recorded, edited, and produced by Fallon and Mims. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, supporters, friends, and family that continually allow us to do what we love. If you love our show as much as we love you, please give us a glowing rating and review. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we are up to and email us your sinner tales at allthesinsofwi at gmail.com. Episodes of All the Sins of Wisconsin are available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't Don't forget, forget, we we love love you. you.